This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. It's Justin Trudeau's first cabinet shuffle. The take on the timing is that he's getting ready for a Trump administration. It's expected there will be at least 10 moves in this shakeup. The word is that Toronto MP Christian Freeland will be at the centre of it. She's considered a very strong performer in international trade, while Foreign Minister Stéphane Zion has been weak to the point of being embarrassing. On the one hand, the prediction is that she will take over from him, but her current portfolio is critical with Trump and his protectionists taking over. Presumably, she could do both, but both are full-time jobs. As I said, we'll get the details, the final word in the afternoon. In the meantime, here is Navigator Limited's Mike Van Solen. Hi, thanks for joining us. Great to be here. So um, that will be the key piece in the shuffle. Absolutely. This is, uh, as uh, Pierre Elliott Trudeau said, uh, we, when you're Canada, it's like sleeping next to the elephant. And when the elephant elects someone like Donald Trump, you can bet the uh, the government in Ottawa is taking note. And they have to think seriously about how they're going to position and put the right people in the posi- in the portfolios that matter most. Clearly, Stefan Dion, by uh, anyone's estimation, was struggling in that portfolio, and he was not the person who was going to be able to lead them through what's going to be a very, very big change in the relationships between Canada and the United States. Donald Trump campaigned saying the uh, North American Free Trade Agreement was an abomination, the worst trade deal ever signed by the country. Now, all his criticisms in that seem to be directed at Mexico, but... You know, Canada is caught in that. So we may just be the uh, the after effect, but, but clearly but, as a country, we need to think about it. Help me out here. Uh, we heard a couple of days ago that Christian Freeland and others have, have been to Washington talking to the transition team, the Trump transition team, about trade. They've started to establish those relationships. This is a crucial thing for us. Uh, and she's considered a good performer. Why would you move her now when it's becoming critical? Well, I think trade and foreign affairs are, are really interlinked. Uh, you needed, you simply had to have someone in that foreign affairs portfolio who could punch above his weight, uh, uh, punch with more effect than Stefan Dion was able to. I think her fingerprints will still be all over trade. Uh, those departments are run out of the same building in Ottawa, so th- there will be a close link between the trade and the foreign affairs portfolio. The, the key thing for the government is uh, it's great to hear that they've been having those early conversations with the, with the new administration. That's going to be important to get them off on the right foot. They don't want to become a target of uh, Mr. Trump's two thumbs uh, in the in the Twitterverse. So I think that, that that groundwork is important. And clearly, the prime minister is making a bet on Christia being able, the person who can help really uh, steer the ship uh, through these uh, new times. And uh, a parliamentary secretary uh, that most of us have not heard of is, is being uh, touted as the new international trade minister. That's right. Uh, Francois-Philippe Champagne. Uh, he comes from Quebec. He's a lawyer and businessman. He 
He's done very well as the parliamentary secretary to uh, Bill Marneau. Uh, so this will be a big test for him. Uh, the government clearly has confidence in him. Wants, uh, no doubt that portfolio is also really important, as, you, as, you, as you've already said. So uh, he's going to get uh, the big job uh, right into the frying pan for sure. Is that is part of that, you know, the whole Quebec thing, they're getting rid of someone from Quebec, they have to bring in someone from Quebec? Look, there's a lot of factors that go into uh, into cabinet making. We'll have to see uh, when they come out of Rideau Hall today exactly who lands where. Uh, geography is always important. Uh, this Prime Minister also said gender balance was important, so uh, we, we may have to see what the scorecard looks on that front too after this is all said and done. Okay, uh, what are some of the other changes that we're expecting? Well, we have uh, Patty Hadju uh, is going in to become, uh, is moving from the status of women to labor. If that plays out, that will be a big move. Uh, she's, uh, she's new uh, to, she'll be new to Canadians. Uh, several of these names will be new to Canadians. Uh, Kariana Gould is uh, from Burlington, only 29 years old, and she's moving into the Democratic uh, Institutions portfolio. That's I- the portfolio that's already had uh, so much trouble. Uh, I'm not sure that there's a real mandate there, but it's an opportunity for her to uh, be in cabinet for the first time. And- I, I don't know what, he keeps putting these millennials in. I mean, the Mariam uh, Monsef, I mean, the only word I can use to describe that is pathetic. Yeah. You know, she was a, she was a weak performer. Uh, and that's, you know, the understatement of the year. Uh, this is, you know, you, you don't know how people will perform in cabinet often until they're in the role. Uh, Trudeau well, had the luxury you put of putting in... some, some experienced people, but he put in a lot of people who'd never been in cabinet before, hadn't had the benefit of being in cabinet in, in a junior level, in a provincial or municipal levels of government either. So, uh, yeah, you uh, inevitably, uh, I, I, won't, I won't put too much criticisms, criticism at his feet for that. Inevitably, one or two people fall on their face. It, it, sorry, but, but, you know, you put people in cabinet who maybe have some experience doing something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they, you know, I always uh, push back on this idea that just because you have success in the business world doesn't necessarily translate into you having success in the political world. It is its own universe, and uh, some people move from one world to the other and do great, and some people don't, and we've seen certainly some examples of that. Well, I mean, and the other, I guess, the other question is that, uh, you know, he made a promise, an electoral promise about electoral reform, but it looks like he wants to back off that. So, why even have a minister? That, that's a great question. Maybe maybe they'll try to find a way to move off that, and we'll find out that uh, after 2 o'clock there isn't a, a minister of democratic institutions after all. And, uh, okay, uh, the other thing is it looks like John McCallum is going to be named ambassador. He's going to be retiring from politics. He's a longtime minister. He has been the immigration minister over this whole Syrian refugee thing. Um, any idea who might take his place? Well, they are, there is some idea that uh, that uh, Ahmed Hussein uh, could end up in that role. He'll uh, really interesting choice. He'll be the first ever MP of Somali descent in cabinet. Uh, he's a lawyer, a community activist from Toronto. Uh, Canadians will get to know him for the first time. I don't think he hasn't. He certainly has had a had a big profile on the national stage. But that's the that's the rumor we're hearing out of Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some of the other changes? Well, absolutely. The uh, I mean, you've already 
put on it, but Monsef will uh, she could land at the status of women portfolio. That's certainly going to keep her in cabinet. That's that's the rumor we hear. Uh, you know, maybe it's about gender um, balance. Uh, maybe it's about uh, not uh, bruising her reputation too much. Uh, but the status of women portfolio, uh, while important in some respects, is uh, is certainly a ju- one of the most junior uh, portfolios you can find in in cabinet. Um, and then the other one. Uh, uh, I think we covered off the other big ones. Uh, Ahmed Hussein, as I mentioned, to uh, immigration will be a very interesting, interesting choice. Um, uh, bringing that perspective of uh, being the first ever uh, MP of Somali descent, we'll see what he's like in, in what's a big portfolio. And and as well, if you think about the uh, Trump administration and all they've said about immigration and 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 how strongly that contrasts where, with where the the Trudeau and government would is. would he be the first Muslim in immigration? He may well be. I can't come up with a name. Uh, not the first Muslim in, in cabinet, certainly, yeah. but the first Muslim probably in that portfolio. Uh, is you know, that kind of sending a message to Trump? I, well, look, if it is, that would be a mistake. I think I don't think what we want to be doing is sending messages uh, to Mr. Trump. I think what we want to be trying to do is play nice with, with that government and find ways to collaborate. As I said, uh, they're the elephant and, and we're the mouse sleeping beside them. Uh, so uh, we really need to pick our spots. The study in contrast between what Trump and Trump represents and Trudeau uh, is, is so distinct. So they're really going to need to find ways to work. Uh, I mean, in so many ways, it's it's reversed from two years ago where we had Harper and Obama. Uh, now we see sort of the polar opposites, uh, you know, the, the, the tough uh, conservative guy in the south of the border now and the, 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 uh, the global affairs uh, celebrity star uh, in, in, in uh, Ottawa here for Canada. So a real study in contrast. But the Trudeau government has to move very carefully because this is one of the more unpredictable political characters we've ever encountered in, in President Trump. <laughs> no kidding. That's the understatement of the year. I'm going to give out the numbers in case our listeners have some thoughts on this upcoming cabinet shuffle and whether it's going to put us in good shape to deal with Donald Trump. The number is 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. I'm chatting with Navigators Mike Van Solen about the upcoming coming cabinet shuffle, which is going to be coming down in a little over an hour. And overall, uh, do you see Trudeau with his celebrity status as kind of a leader of the, uh, say, progressive left-leaning leaders in the world? Well, he really... uh you know, the only thing holding – he has that uh, that character for sure. I mean Canada is still a small a small power, a medium power in terms of the big countries of the world. Uh, but he is sort of the standard bearer for that celebrity, uh, celebrity leader for sure. Uh, he's popular wherever he goes. We've seen it when he travels to Asia and, and, and other jurisdictions that his, uh, his fame precedes him. Uh, it's uh, – it, you know, maybe on the, on the plane of fame – that's the one thing where Trump and Trudeau can connect. But the values behind that are so different, and I think that's where the contrast really is. You know, uh, I think it was Kevin O'Leary that, that said it's, it's going to be like uh, Bambi coming up against a, a shark, something yeah. like that. He said yeah. it better. Yeah, I, th- I think that's probably how Trudeau or how Trump views it as well. Uh, you know, I was – I'm – 
the liberal government has, try, has tried to sort of build a narrative around it. But I did think it was a mistake for the Trudeau government to offer to negotiate the NAFTA agreement before the the, the President Trump even gets into office. Uh, so yeah. I, what, why play that card? Uh, it's a signed agreement. Uh, you know, so they, they said it was sort of a presenting an olive leaf, an olive branch. Uh, I'm not sure. We'll see how it plays out. I am nervous for our country in, in, in dealing with him. This, the free trade agreement, we're a country that's been built on trade. Um, the only thing that gives me some comfort is it, that trade is also very important to many, many in the United States. Many states count on trade with, the, with Canada. So hopefully there'll be other voices that prevail. But, uh, but no, I'm, I'm nervous about it myself. Uh-huh. And uh, Trudeau here at home is – the honeymoon, I guess, is still on, but he is having some headwinds. He had that cash for access thing. Now he's, you know, accepting free vacations from the Aga Khan. Yeah. I, I, I you know, he's not exactly one of the people. No, he's not. And um, and, and this vacation is a great example that he really uh, – he really travels in, in circles that are different than the average Canadian. The challenge, I think, for the government, as they are still popular, but they are no doubt facing some headwinds. The Conservatives have had some traction around the cash for access uh, uh, fundraisers and a few other pieces where they've been able to poke the government. There's this business maxim that uh, culture trumps strategy. The cabinet shuffle is really about strategy and moving some of the pieces on the board. Uh, I think it's the culture of the government, though, that is under attack. This idea of uh, fundraisers, this idea of hanging out with the rich mucky mucks and, and not uh, not being wary of the conflicts that that may pose for people. So th- those are the things that a cabinet shuffle, cabinet shuffle can't solve the culture of a government. Okay, let's go to Jerry in Burlington. Hi, Jerry. Hi, Oliver. How are you? Fine. How are you? Good, good. Uh, just with regards to uh, the uh, the guest you have and him mentioning the fact that uh, there may be cabinet shuffle just to kind of improve or strengthen our, our relationship with the United States, I think that uh, our prime minister's decision not to attend the uh, inauguration does not send a good message to that effect and that it may harm because Trump is um, known to be kind of uh, spiteful or, you know. So I don't think that it'll be viewed as a friendly gesture. His neighbor to the north, the most important trading partner, not attending uh, the inauguration, I don't think it's a, it helps Canada. That's a, that's an interesting thought. What do you think, Mike? Well, you know, as a headline, it doesn't look good. I understand that that historically, not many Canadian prime ministers have attended that actual event. Um, he is Trump has proven to be thin-skinned, so I would uh, be careful in government of, of thinking carefully about any of these decisions, and they should be going over the top to show love to that government and show that they want to work with them. And if that means being the first prime minister in generations who attends the inauguration, that may well be a good idea. Um, I think that I think it will have to be. It's one thing the government has to think about holistically about how they're going to deal with that government and make sure that they that they don't feel uh, bruised or, or uh, that we've uh, ignored them in some fashion. Well, it's you know it's funny the way 
I understand that decision is that Trudeau's going to be doing something extremely unglamorous then. And after the Aga Khan vacation, he's trying to show that he's not doing glitz and glamour. So it's some kind of domestic um, consideration. But I think, Jerry, you have a very good point. It's a small thing that sends a message. Yes, it does. And I'm afraid that, be, be, you know, be Trump being Trump and, you know, in view of what he responded with regards to Anybody who is against him, I am afraid that it will, it may kind of influence um, their relationship with Canada. Okay, well, again, you have a good point, Jerry. Thank Thanks you very for much. your call. Bye bye. Okay, we. Uh, how much time do we have left? Oh, we have we have a, a minute or so. Uh, so, kind of bottom line. What message do you think this cabinet shuffle is sending to the Trump administration, and and are they even paying the slightest bit of attention? Oh, I I think that I think they will be paying attention. If if not uh, Trump himself, certainly the people around him will be paying attention. It seems that the uh, the Trudeau government has done a good job of getting in to talk to the administration early and really underscoring the importance of the trade relationship between the two countries. Uh, they will. I expect be pre-positioning this cabinet change as something uh, being done to make sure that they have the proper people in place to have an effective working relationship with the United States. So uh, we will see how it plays out. Uh, Freeland is going to be given a big job and a big responsibility. Uh, time will tell how it goes, but you know we can expect that Trump, the Trump administration, will have a hundred-day plan. They will have a whole bunch of things they want to accomplish. Trade's going to be in there. Uh, their relationships with uh, their key partners. Is, is key countries is going to be part of that first 100 days. So she's going to be tested early, and we'll find out how she does. Mm-hmm. Do you think there will be any of these kind of like maybe, you know, for instance, those jobs he said he saved, you know, that was basically uh, for show PR move. Uh, would it be wise for Canadians to come up with something that he can wave around that doesn't really amount to very much? Well, what I think is is the government itself has to think very carefully about what it does. Uh, McCallum is going to China to become uh, an ambassador there. I think they have to think very carefully about what they do with China. Uh, uh, President-elect Trump is not a big fan of, of that country. Uh, they've been in their crosshair, his crosshairs as much as anyone. Uh, so I think we have to be really careful about our moves. And Canadian businesses need to really think about the moves that they make uh, in, the, in the coming uh, uh, months and, and year that they don't unintentionally twig or uh, get on the wrong side of the Trump administration. So everything has to be looked at through the lens of the Trump administration and their views. Okay. That is all the time we have. Mike Van Solen, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. Okay. Appreciate your insights. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.